Big idea. Community isn't that thing I do on Sundays. It is how I am who I am in Christ. I cannot be a Christ follower and not be in community. Our weekly identity statement, I am in Christ. I am one in Christ with my Jesus family. And our memory verse, no good tree bears bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. Each tree is recognized by its own fruit. People do not pick figs from thorn bushes or grapes from briars. A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart, and an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart, for the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. Luke chapter 6, verse 43 through 45. Jesus called people to a higher standard. In Matthew and Luke, we read the account of Jesus calling his disciples. Both times there is a specific teaching that accompanies it. In both accounts, after Jesus calls the twelve to be his disciples, he shares a teaching, and he starts with the Beatitudes. We read Matthew's list earlier this week. Luke's list is quite possibly a summary of that list, but that wasn't all that Jesus taught. For the rest of Jesus' sermon, he was setting a new standard. Rejoice when you face suffering. Love your enemies. Anyone can love a friend. Do to others as you would have them do to you, not do to others as they have done to you. Don't judge, don't condemn, forgive and give. Follow your teacher in community. Be a good tree. Do what I say, build your life on the foundation of putting into practice what I teach you. This is a a foreign concept for us. Sure, we're used to rules and expectations. We know what our bosses and teachers expect of us, but we tend to see those expectations as limitations and frustrations, a set of demands that isn't fair for someone to impose onto us. In fact, our society has been faithfully dismantling any form of imposed expectations. Don't tell me how to live my life. Don't set standards for me without my approval. And even if I agree to a set of standards, I reserve the right to adjust my standards down the road if I deem them unrealistic. I don't know if you've read the Sermon on the Mount recently, but if you haven't, go read Matthew chapters 5 through 7. When you read it, the standards Jesus set for the community are the highest that have ever existed in history. You've heard it said, don't murder. I say, don't hate. You've heard it said, don't commit adultery. I say, don't lust. I see the standard you're used to and I raise it by 10. I can hear the groans and murmurs already. Great. Here we go. Another list of unreachable and unrealistic expectations to fail at. Seriously? You expect me not to hate anyone? Well, what was Jesus doing with this speech? He was, in fact, raising the standard. He was raising the bar. And he was using himself as the metric. In essence, what Jesus was saying was, be like me. You're going to see me live these things out over the next couple of years. You're going to see me rejoice in the face of suffering. You're going to see me loving my enemies. You're going to see me treat people like I want to be treated. Follow me. Build your life on the foundation of putting my teaching and training into practice. Be a good tree. Be like me. As much as this was Jesus casting the vision for his community, he was casting the vision for the life he would live. Okay, that doesn't help. How am I supposed to be like Jesus? Wasn't he perfect? Wasn't he God? Absolutely. But remember, Jesus didn't use his divinity to the advantage of his humanity. What he did as a human, he did by the power of the Holy Spirit. You can see that power in these accounts, Luke 6, 17. He went down with them and stood on a level place. A large crowd of his disciples was there, and a great number of people from all over Judea, from Jerusalem, and from the coastal region of Tyre and Sidon, who had come to hear him and be healed of their diseases. 
Those troubled by impure spirits were all cured, and the people all tried to touch him because power was coming from him and healing them all. Jesus was so full of the power of the Spirit that people were healed when they touched him because the power was coming from him and healing everyone. So, when Jesus says, be like me, and sets the standard, he also gives us the power to be able to live up to that standard because it was the same power that was with him. When Jesus says, be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect, Matthew 5, 48, he's talking about something he is going to give us the power to do and then show us how with his own life. All of this is happening in the context of calling the disciples. You might also call this calling an uncalling. Jesus wasn't trying to sell people on something. He wasn't sugarcoating anything. He was so committed to the standard that the Father had set that he was willing to lay down his life for it. If you're going to be my follower, this is the bar. If you're familiar with the story of Jesus, you know that Jesus sets the bar long before he reveals the power. Jesus sets the bar at the beginning of his ministry. He lived the example for a couple of years. Then, just before he was going to die on the cross, he told the disciples about the power. It's almost as though Jesus wanted them to wrestle with the weight of trying to live up to the standard before they had the power to do so. Maybe they needed to learn what it was like to be dependent on the Spirit of Jesus and one another. John chapter 14, verse 15 through 27. If you love me, keep my commands. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him, because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans, I will come to you. Before long, the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. On that day you will realize that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. Whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love them and show myself to them. Then Judas, not Judas Iscariot, said, But Lord, why do you intend to show yourself to us and not the world? Jesus replied, Anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. My Father will love them, and we will come to them and make our home with them. Anyone who does not love me will not obey my teaching. These words you hear are not my own. They belong to the Father who sent me. All this I have spoken while still with you, but the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. How did Jesus say the disciples would recognize the presence of the Spirit of Truth? Because the Spirit of Truth was already living among them in Jesus. What were the commands of Jesus? Love God with everything you are. Love one another as you love yourself. Obeying the commands and the power to obey the commands are two sides of the same coin. Loving God with everything you are cannot be done unless you love one another as you love yourself. Keeping the commands of Jesus cannot be done without the Spirit who is in us to do so. But the Spirit is in those who keep His commands. It's all intricately intertwined. Loving God is being in community. Becoming like Christ happens in community. Community is becoming like Christ. When Jesus prays, I do not ask for these only, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they may all be one just as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. John seventeen twenty and 21. 
we get an incredible understanding of how it all connects. Belief, unity, mission, and being filled with the Spirit are all intertwined as one thing. Believing is unity. Unity is being in Christ, and Christ being in you is mission, so the world will know. The standard is high, but the standard isn't a limitation. It's a gift. It's not a burden. It is, in fact, a blessing. That's why Jesus started with blessings. This life isn't a weight carrying us down. It's easy to carry. The load of Jesus is light. Why? How? Community. The Spirit. Unity. Mission. It all works together to make the foundation that withstands the greatest of storms. All that the Father has was given to Christ, and the Father has taken what belonged to Jesus and declared it, spoke it to us. These are the roots of being in Christ, and they run deep. Like a tree planted beside the stream of living water, we will never be moved. Our daily scripture focus, John chapter 16, verse 12 I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. When the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. For he will not speak of his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All that the Father has is mine, therefore I said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. And Matthew eleven twenty-eight through 30 Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. As we wrap up, I encourage you to take a few minutes to think and pray through a few things. First, conceptualize. Imagine a chair with four legs. Each one represents a part of this concept, unity, community, the spirit, and mission. Now imagine removing one of the legs. What happens to the chair? Second, reflect. Have you felt like Jesus' commands are more of a burden or a blessing? Third, repent. Spend some time praying and ask God to change your mind and heart about each of these areas. If you have rejected the commands of obedience as being too difficult, ask God to change your thinking and to see them through the lens of the power of the Spirit and as a spiritual blessing. And finally, thank God. Thank God for unity. Thank God for His standards. Thank God for the gifts He gives us in Christ. 